Now the story of five players who make absurdly reckless decisions, and the GM who has to tie it all together. It's Cosmic Crit. On the last, Cosmic Crit. We landed on Bespin. I mean, the floating city of Vistamac. Nijior 6, city of, well, not that much anymore. We met the locals and barely killed three of them. Welcome to the class, bonking bad guys, non-lethal damage and its various combat applications with Adros Veronis. Alindra tries not to kill a guy in one turn. We killed some natives, but we made up for it by saving some too. Raimi establishes a one-sided line of communication with a group of unknown aliens called the Kish. So that's... Uh, I'm gonna be honest, I have no idea who any of these people are. The crew gets touched by tongues. Talking to the leader of an outsider faction, we learned we just missed the cult of the Devourer. The gang discovered another reason to kill cultists of the Devourer. To prove ourselves to the Kish, Gang sets off to the Maze of Ghosts, aka Spook Show City. Ruh-roh, Raimi! Ghosts? No way, man, no way. Not for all the Caseric snacks in the universe. Would you do it for two Caseric snacks? Tuzale and Alindra shared a vision, but they remember it quite differently. How to make friends and influence people. Starfinder edition. Episode commencing in 3, 2, 1. Episode initiated. Eyes up, Guardians! We're jumping, gliding, and rocketing through the ruins of a long-gone civilization at its peak and trying to find an ancient alien weapon. Greetings, travelers and vanguard, and welcome to Cosmic Crit. My name is Patrick, and I'm your GM, your Guardian Master, and this week we're aiming down scopes looking to raid the floating island of Istamek. Joining me in the Crucible for some 6v6 action are my five friends and your players, so please join me in welcoming them to the show. First, to my left, a jetpack-wielding hunter with a six-shooter golden gun full of get em. it's Drew playing Nax Sizrak. Firefly quotes! To his left, this exo-stranger doesn't have time to explain why they don't have time to explain. It's Jabert playing Andis147. The last time I played Destiny was with your wife, and it, we, we stayed up to like four in the morning. <laughs> across the digital table a sci-fi warlock who wants to jolting surge his way through his enemies it's miles playing Raimi. happy to be here little light don't call me that to his left ready to <laughs> shoulder charge her opponents with an arcing stellar rush it's rebecca playing alindra vallis hello and finally to my right gary glenn Gail, it's something with a g tyler playing a dross for notice me traveler <laughs> Hey guys, how's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. good. Mm-hmm. We're not we're not playing the other thing that I really like to play a lot of uh, tonight. Destiny. We're playing Starfinder tonight. Woo-hoo. We talk about Destiny a lot in our Crittermander Discord. We've got some people playing on PC in there. Need to join up. Rebecca just can't get away from Destiny anymore. <laughs> yeah, time time yep. to join yep. the ranks, Rebecca. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Rebecca, you want to play solitaire with me? Yes. 
<laughs> we'll just like be on voice chat and then we'll pretend like it's a massively multiplayer online solitaire game. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm copywriting that idea. I, I, yeah, no, I can't. I can't wait for the, the solitaire MMO. <laughs> That's going to be a ton of fun. It's the Call clubs versus solitaire. the diamonds called everywhere. Uh, guys, let's get into the game. But before that, a little bit of housekeeping up front. We've got a lot of very oh. diligent fans out there listening a lot of you crittermanders that listen not just for enjoyment but for intent and to comment upon our rules readings uh which we have a lot of and uh occasional club and that's (laughs) calm down tyler jeez i never i never make a mistake i don't know i'm very insulted when people point out (laughs) the totally not mistakes that i don't make it's insulting uh no no it's obviously very nice uh to have so many people double checking because sometimes i you just make an assumption and you think that yeah you can take enhanced resistance as many times as you'd like and it wouldn't break the game (laughs) most feats you can only take once if uh, uh, you know, unless it says you may take this an additional time, and when you do X and Y and Z happens, mm-hmm. enhanced resistance. It doesn't say that, so you can only take it once. Even though there are like four or five different energy resistances that you could take, but yeah, once we got word from Will, one of our longtime fans, uh, listeners are very in- <laughs> intentful listeners. Uh, he brought that to our attention that Edros took enhanced. Re- resistance at level seven but you had already taken it at level five so can't take it twice yeah. so what did you choose as your replacement tyler i'm going back to a feat that i <clears throat> used to have which was coordinated shot we once again have a plus one to all enemies that i am ah. threatening i believe yes so, a return of a classic that you forgot yes. during your time in the mnemonic editor, right? Yeah, it was something that he kind of that he knew and that he had used uh, for, with his training as a soldier. But when he was hit with divine influence, it was something that he kind of was kind of lost in the muck. And uh, but now it's kind of after that last combat has kind of seemed to return to him. Yeah. Alrighty, so let's get on with this week's game. What happened last time? Where did we leave off you, you guys? We were uh, about to head out to the Maze of Ghosts. Yeah, yeah. You got word from the curate Tazale that if you want to talk to the ancestors, there's a couple of holy sites across the, the city, the ruined city of Istamek. Uh, one of these sites, you yeah, have the Maze of Ghosts is where you're headed now. So we start this week, you all traveling the streets of Istamek. The side of the city where you're walking seems pretty deserted. You hear maybe distant howling from the, the northeast. And then as you pass by a few side streets, you know, you get this plaintive psychic wailing like inside your mind coming from the northwest. Some weird energy in that direction. But your path is mainly uneventful as you walk in the northeasterly direction that uh, Tazale provided you. Alindra, we, we find you here left thinking about what the exiled Kish curate Tazale said to you, and that she said she had a dream weeks ago with you in it, but described you almost to a T in this vision, save for this version of you had blacked out eyes. Nothing was there. She said that when she had this dream, that in that dreamscape, you pulled her in and whispered in her ear, and she told that to you just a few moments ago. She said, you whispered... I am more real here than you are. 
the description of Alindra with the blacked out eyes is certainly familiar to Alindra. She's had very similar visions of herself, but uh, her memory of this vision, this particular vision, was not that way. So I, I think that she would be very introspective at this point and, and wondering how this could be so when her memory of the vision was so different. And was that really her or some version of her? What What is this this seemingly very dark being is it a part of her is it somewhere inside of her is it something completely separate I, I think that she's really probably thinking back on the way that she's the actions she's taken and uh does she have a dark side that is is threatening to come out yeah Tizale doesn't really have any answers for you but did describe it as a a dark feeling that she got from from seeing you and you know, while you were there in front of her, she didn't feel that at all. She felt, you know, obviously you're, you're uh, who you are. You could kind of feel the goodness, what what goodness there is that resides within Alindra. I do think Alindra is thinking back to the Solarian on Absalom Station that she met with a while ago now. I, I think she would have some questions for her now. Mm. Right. So as, as you're thinking, you all are walking. I imagine you want to try and remain pretty quiet walking these streets and for the most part, you don't hear too many sounds, but you make it to this location, this ancient kiss structure. You see what looks like in front of this building, large piles of rubble creating these uneven patches of difficult terrain. And it seems a path has kind of been cleared out towards what looks like the entrance of a building. So in front of this building though, it's the front side is chipped and falling apart and structural support netting and rotted wires are, are visible underneath. It looks like a few of the, the nearby structures around it, that this area that Tezale called the Maze of Ghosts, those buildings have collapsed, making this debris field, including an overhanging skeletal arch of twisted metal that looks kind of like a ribcage of some long-dead beast. So what would you guys like to do? Uh, can I roll a perception check? Yeah, what are, you, what, are you, what are you doing? What are you looking for? Just kind of want to peek around. This seems like an old place, but it also seems a little spooky, a little haunted, just to see if maybe if there are any traps, if there are any kind of identifying markings or, or maybe pieces of language that we can see if we can find uh, really anything, any kind of information before we walk into this spook fest. Mm-hmm. So that's a 23 with my Aeon Stone. So you don't really see anything right now. You can kind of see where the entrance to the building is it's forward about you know maybe 20 or 30 feet through the darkness here but yeah you have to pass by this trash strewn rock laden debris field that looks like it is like part of a, a gutted building you don't see really any markings that people were here except it does seem like this path was cleared to the the building's interest entrance it looks like you know pieces of the debris were taken out and it was kind of swept in places. So what's your what's your guys' marching order? Uh, Dross is taking point. And I'm right behind a Dross. Sure. Uh, I'll follow behind Alindra. Then Andis. I helped. Excellent. Why doesn't everyone go ahead and make me a perception check now? Plus two, that's 20. Uh, 35. 10. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, do you have a bonus besides what's on the Yeah, because I've got that die? I've got that uh, Aeon Stone that adds plus two to uh, perception and sense motive. Nice. You can add that into your, your character sheet. I just have not, I've forgotten to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. So 35. 
Excellent. It looks like as you're wandering through the rubble here, nobody notices Shadow moving overhead in the superstructure, the, the skeletal metal archways above you, except for Nak Sidrak, head on a swivel. Nak, you see what looks like a, a large serpent-like creature with a flat head, at least 10 feet long, thick scales of, of orange, red, and brown, and a massive maw of shark-like teeth wiggling between the iron beams and we are an initiative turn order with a quick uh. surprise round which i didn't think we were gonna have because I, I rolled really well on stealth for this creature <laughs> but knack uh this was a, a dc 34 perception check <laughs> so nice that, that aeon stone save you. you may make drew a, a move or a standard action right now this creature is yeah, it's like right above you, about 10 feet above your heads. What the proc is that thing? Get it! Ooh. And I shoot my laser pistol. Uh, it's an 18. 18 against its EAC is going to be a mess. Uh. Yeah, you see it bounce right off of its scaly hide. Alrighty. It's going to move down above someone's head on its turn. Oh, it's moving right above a dross. <laughs> right above a Tyler. It's it's reptile fighting time. <laughs> Already, first to act in the normal turn order is going to be Ramy Quindar. All right, so I'm going to uh, step to the side so as not to hit anyone and cast Arcing Surge. Ooh. So a, a massive, hefty lightning bolt arcs from your, your outstretched palms, and this gives the enemy a reflex save, a chance... Mm-hmm. Save for half. Oh boy, it's got a good reflex. We're, what's the DC we're trying to hit here, Miles? 19. Oh boy, let's see. Uh, 12 on the dice. It has saved. So like the lower half of its body just like squirms out of the way. Uh, but you maybe hit like a, a few arcing bands against its head. Uh, what was the damage? 35. So half that is... 17? I mean, 17, yeah, I'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, well, why not, since that's the correct answer? <laughs> well, no, it's not the correct answer, because it'd be 17 and a half. <laughs> oh, we round down here, and you know that for a fact. Uh, next in the turn order is going to be Adros Veronis. This thing is above my head. The question is, can I reach it? I think the, the real question is, can you see it? Do you have dark vision, sir? <gasps> Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it, it's it's a, above you, and it has its move down on its surprise round to where it's hanging within five feet of you, ready to strike. Oh, well, since it has so kindly made it to where I do not have to move, <laughs> might as well make two attacks, right? Mm. Plasma Doshko going once. Oh, no, Patrick. Oh, no. Patrick. Oh, no, Patrick. I wanted to happen. Patrick, that's a natural 20. Never going to live this one down first attack roll of the, <laughs> the night. Uh, okay, and so. uh, this is a plasma doshko, which means the critical effect is severe wound. Oh, oof, oof. Oh, no, Patrick. Oh no! I I will make you re-roll that unless you act a little more humble, like ten percent more humble right now, Tyler. <laughs> I mean, I have, oh I have my god! Powers. So for the, uh, so oh my god, this never happens to me. I'm just so happy. I'm so happy. We're playing so this I, game. I, I have a question for you, Tyler. Uh, for for those of us yes. who are not familiar with the severe wound effect, what does that mean? Oh well, I can okay. answer that. 
It's like wounds, oh, sure. but it's much more severe. <laughs> yes, Patrick is pretty much right. So the uh, wound critical effect allows you to roll on a the wound table, uh, yeah. which which then uh, causes uh, a bunch of you know some different effects to take place depending on what you roll. And uh, the but severe wound severe wound allows you to roll twice and take the result that you want from that mm. table. So. Let's go to the table. Two and one. <laughs> Get a choice. Oh, uh, you, uh, bleed damage. One d six bleed damage. Does this even take bleed damage? Uh, yes. Yeah, so it is some kind of alien creature. I don't think anyone here could have seen it before. Um, maybe it's the first time packed eyes have laid eyes on this monstrosity. It does when you whip this plasma dojko in it. What's the the regular damage? It's going to be 33 is the, is the, or I'm sorry, 18 damage and then 24 damage from the critical hit. Okay. So 44, 44 altogether. So 22, uh, electric and 22 fire. Yeah. So you bring the Doshko down, like right where the main body connects to the neck of, uh, you know, the, the, the bulbous head of this, uh, snake like monster. And it, first resists, you know, the scales kind of break and crack before the Doshko just cuts right through. It does a huge amount of damage. It definitely does have some resistance to, to either the electricity or the fire, something in the in the plasma weapon. But it, it's not looking great <laughs> in uh, half of a turn. I think you've done, you know, what, over 50 points of damage between <laughs> you and Raimi. So that's, that's attack number one, right? Yep. Yeah, we've got one more roll. Come on, Plasma! Uh, let's see, uh, 25. Or, I'm sorry, not 25. Uh, it's gonna be 21. That is a hit. <laughs> 15 points of damage, so let's call it 7 fire, 8 electric. Right, I, I understand how that'll work. Yeah, so still, you, you bring that second one, it's a, a much more glancing blow that kind of bounces off the the big, thick kind of torso of the creature, mm -hmm. the the middle of the snake, if you will. It does a good deal less damage, but still a lot. So much so that I have to, <laughs> to do some quick math to see where we're at. And all right, yeah, it's, it's still up. It's still looking pretty angry. And obviously it has <laughs> a particular target right now in Hedrosferonis. And hey, if you can make two attacks, I can too, right? Oh no, no, payback. payback's gonna be ugly. I do what you do. I learned it from watching you, Tyler. <laughs> oh no, don't do that. Oh, oh no, oh 18. no. Ooh, on that first one, that's pretty good. Let's see how this, yeah. second, this second guy goes. Second guy is not as good. What's your, your KAC? Uh, 25. Okay, so this first one, it, uh, it does indeed hit. Oh, so much damage. Oh, boy. I don't even know. Do I have this many digital dice to roll? Oh, I'm sure you can find oh, the gosh, amount of digital dice so, needed. It's so many, though. The <laughs> modifier is so high. Okay, here we go. So this is a, a big bite attack coming at you. Okay. Uh, 18 points of bite damage. And I take that's just chomp, regular chomp. kinetic damage, so my DR yeah. will apply here. So I will be taking 11 points. But unfortunately, that's not the end of it. Die. Oh, no. Oh no! Uh, you are also, as it lunges into your shoulder and just starts tearing at the, the meat, getting through your armor, you don't even notice that the tail of this creature begins to wrap you up 
and you are grappled as well. About half of you enmeshed in this creature's thick body as it's, you can feel it's just starting to constrict around you, get tight. Mm-hmm. And so that love story. <laughs> that is, it's, it's turn, neck felt spot, we're back to you. Uh, so is there anything we can do to help re- relieve Adras of his grappled condition? Yeah, what it, I mean, about? it'd be up to the GM. I'm just. But Adras does, Adras does have some, I have some gel in my backpack. Uh, which gives when applied uh, I have some frictionless gel which when applied to a person uh, gives a bonus on grab checks or against <laughs> grapple checks so that'd, if you want to like that'd be reach great into my if, backpack yeah. and smear that on me if they had great. it that'd be awesome <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty, pretty useless that you have it right now uh, uh, so, so, killing this creature would be pretty darn helpful I think that's I think that's what I'm going to focus on for now. I'm actually going to quick draw uh, my advanced semi-auto pistol and take a shot alongside. Get him! Uh, so that is a 16 to hit. It's going to be a miss. Dang it. A miss. And and it's 147. We're on to you. All right. We're going to do what we always do, Pinky. <laughs> We're going to target and take a shot. Target and take a shot. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I have a question. Is Tyler considered menacing this creature? Certainly being menaced by this creature. Yeah. What What are the exact rules on this new old ability, this feat that you <laughs> took, Tyler? <laughs> uh, I can tell you. I'll look it up just to make sure that I am not flubbing any more feats, as that apparently is my new fortois. I believe it is just anybody that I am threatening, you get a plus one against. But, yeah, the question is, are you threatening when you're grappled? When you are threatening a foe with a melee weapon, any ally that has line of sight to that foe without granting the foe cover, which it's not in this case, gets a plus one to range attack rolls. But, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, yeah, you are are grappled right now, and your uh, plasma doshiko is two-handed weapon, correct? Correct. So, I don't, yeah. So, unless you drop it, you are indeed not giving that bonus okay give that coordinate shot bonus so what you got gibbert oh right i forgot it was my turn yeah all right i'm gonna take a shot with my laser rifle bingo bango all right that's a 31 to hit yeah that's gonna hit (laughs) all righty that's gonna be 13 points of damage so and this is your laser rifle it's the same thing you see a lot of the energy of the blast kind of soaked up by this thing's thick scales. It seems to have flame resistance. That's how snakes work. That's that's exactly how they work. (laughs) Crikey, look at this one. It's got got fire resistance. I can't even light this one on fire. Yeah, no, don't even fly me. Holmes. You're, you see, uh, you see the laser blast hit the snake, and then Adras's head snaps back at you and goes, "Shoot the snake! Just don't shoot the lizard!" <laughs> He's like trying to hold the snake up for you to shoot. Yeah. Uh, uh, which one has legs? <laughs> which one's <laughs> big? <laughs> Wait. Ask a question only the real Adras would know. <laughs> We're both, well, and, and the snake kind of looks reddish too, so he's very concerned at this point. <laughs> oh boy, that's some um, that's some class A cosmic crick antics. We don't have time for those tonight because we need to get on. This is still turn one. Alindra Vallis, bottom of the turn order. It's your turn. Okay, so just to review, is it down on the ground or up in the rafters still? It is currently, yeah, just like hanging off some of the rafters right above Edros. Okay, can I jump jet onto the rafters? I will allow it. It w- It is pretty unstable up there. So it, if that's something you want to do, <laughs> it'll be an acrobatics or athletics check to kind of balance or s- sturdy yourself in the, the rafters. 
Okay, I hate to ask this again. Can I use gravity boost and then use <laughs> stellar rush? To, no, there's so really not any walls Not to spider here. climb, not to spider climb, but just yeah. to boost my athletics check. Yeah, no, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, jump jetting, if you want to jump jet up there, it will require just an athletics or um, acrobatics check just to, like, catch a handhold. Uh, no, no boost to that, I, I imagine. But you can also just climb up there if you want. Okay, sure. Does that make sense? And in that case, there. you can kind of, yeah, just... I didn't know uh, how tall it was. All right, so, um, okay, well, I'll just use gravity boost to boost my athletics check, and I, I, I think I'll go toward graviton attunement just to give me a double boost. Okay. So that's a one-third of my Solarian level times two. It's going to be a DC 15 to kind of uh, kip yourself up into the, the rafters to get even with this thing. Okay, uh, so that's a 21 plus... Some looks like you've made it. Right. <laughs> Gravity boost unnecessary. All right, and then I'm going to use Stellar Rush. So I'm on the rafters, right? So I can use Stellar Rush to run at this thing. No, no, you don't really have room for that. <laughs> you have to have ten feet uh, of movement space, right? Oh yeah, I figured the rafters went all the way across. Do they? Not? No, and it's it's not really like a, a area you can move up on. It's just like the gutted metal like railings of a of a building. Okay, gotcha. Uh, All right, but well, you can uh, attack up here. Yeah, I'll attack then. Alright. Oh, oh no. man, that's a critical oh, fail. Oh, I'm, no. I'm, glad, I'm glad it was 10 minutes of conversation to get to sorry, uh, this sorry. one. <laughs> no, I'm happy. I need something to balance out that critical hit with I severe know. wounds. Jeez Louise. <sighs> I was worried this was going to be a, a one-turn combat. Let's get to our website, CosmicCrit.com, and our critical failure deck, which we haven't seen in a little while, right? Yeah, it's been a Oh, bit. that's that's too bad. We need like a musical stinger for this, like a like a like a sports tonight. <laughs> Critical fail deck is brought to you by Black Milk. It's the best. <laughs> Please don't so hit neck. Please don't hit neck. Is, Please don't hit neck. This is this is not a bad one, and this is uh, submitted by uh, Deli Bird. Uh, it's called Whoopsie, so that can't be bad, right? Whoopsie. Whoopsie. Uh, your attack whiffs or contacts and does diddly squat. So, you know, you bring your energy sword to bear on this thing. It just kind of bounces off of its scaly hide and you are flat footed until the end of the next round. So it's a miss. It's a palpable miss. And maybe because you're a little unsure of your footing up there, uh, you are flat footed. That is the end of turn one. And we're back top of turn two with Rami Quindar. All right. Uh, I'm going to uh, shoot at this thing with my X-Gen gun. Ooh, heavy weapons time. 21. 21, and this is KAC. Get him. Uh, 23 oh, yeah. with get him. 23. With the 23. That is a hit. Yes. Woohoo! Oh, man. points of damage. <laughs> oh, geez. So, yeah, you just open up full auto mag bullets just tearing into this thing and yeah they pierce its hide <laughs> there's no uh no bullet resistance in this game that i know of so that damage going through so Remy's all like resist this <laughs> <laughs> it's still up though and it's still holding on tight to a dross whose turn it is right now a dross for honest oh <sighs> kiss it kiss it yeah what are you gonna <laughs> what are you gonna do now vesk man <laughs> Could I... I'm trying to figure out whether I should breathe a cone of flame or just mm. try and get out. I guess I could just attack him with my claws, right? You can do that. Well, you can attack with, yeah, a single claw. Okay. Uh, Yeah, let's just try and 
Because there would be an escape artist check to try and get out of this, right? Or, uh, I'm sorry, an acrobatics? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it would. Probably a very high acrobatics. Yeah, this thing is is pretty yeah. muscular. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Adros, just with all the armor, just wouldn't really feel like he could get out of this. And his best way would just be to tear at it with his claws. All right, go ahead. Ooh. That's a 30. Two. <laughs> uh, that's going to be a, a hit. K-A-C it. That's going to be 16 points of piercing damage. All right. So with your your free claw, you're just tearing at whatever meat you can find that's clinging to you, I imagine. Yeah. He just does that thing where he he puts all his claws into like a point in his hand. He just like jabs it into the underbelly. Stab, stab, stab. And that's the end of my turn. I I can't do anything else. Mm Mm-hmm. So we're back on to the monster's turn. This creature's turn. All right. So this creature, Tyler, (laughs) wants. Yes to swallow you whole, but first it wants to pulverize the meal. It goes in for another bite. What is your KAC? A KAC is, well, it's normally 25, but I'm taking a minus two right now, so it's actually only 23. Okay, so that is a hit. It goes in for another bite attack, but this time you're not automatically grappled because it needs to hit your KAC plus four for for this this grab attack. Okay. doing damage so this thing if it doesn't constrict you all those teeth those serrated teeth are gonna get you not a lot of damage 20 points of damage so minus your damage reduction and that is gonna be its turn cool and it takes us back to knack filled spar uh, we're gonna go with the classic get him alongside a shot from my semi-auto pistol sets a 24 to hit uh, that's a hit. For 13 points of damage. Semi-auto damage, right? Yeah. All right. It's still up, but it's so close to being... Uh, it wants to die. It wants to give up the ghost, but you can pull it off this turn. Maybe Andis can. Andis, it is your turn. All right. This time, I'm taking two shots with yield laser rifle. Here we go. Oh, boy. Two shots, Andis. Oh, you call me old two-shot McGillicuddy, and we, we did agree that... Edris is now threatening. Uh, right, so you, he dropped his Doshko, so yep. he's got, yeah, these wicked claws ready to strike at this thing. All right, great. Boom. That's going to be a 29 to hit. And with that hit, <laughs> this thing is dead. Yay! Uh, yes. Yeah. The, the bolt burning through, like, a huge hole in its chest, and it just kind of uncoils like a slinky and falls to the ground. Patrick. Hi. Does it look like we could harvest the skin off this creature and use its fire resistance properties? No, no magical jackets ever again. (laughs) No, I want more magical jackets! (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it looks like it's pretty gross looking meat. Uh, And like I said, it's not a creature that you've seen ever before. It it definitely might be maybe local to the area. I don't know if it have existed on this gas giant, but I'm going to snap a quick picture of it and then ask uh, <laughs> our, our local friends about it later. Okay. All right. So we're at a combat and you guys can move up through the rubble into this next area. And as you're walking through, you get to the front of this destroyed building and it's really dark here, but it opens up in, in about 30 feet and you find this mostly intact chamber, which is up here yeah, to the north where you guys are going. And you see, uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you what you see. Why doesn't why everybody give me a perception check? It's my best skill. It's a 29 for Knack. 25 for Remy. Natural one for Tyler. <laughs> yeah, Tyler, that is your best skill, isn't it? <laughs> it's my best skill. Uh, right. So you see here on the western wall is a small enclosed area with a large open window of thick 
glass. And to the north is a very thick, translucent kind of shutter that looks like a, a portal, a doorway. Um, it has a very natural look to it with veins of a crystalline material kind of woven throughout. So it's semi-translucent. The walls here are adorned with very finely crafted murals, both with paints and charcoal. The murals depict Kish figures hundreds of feet high, standing above depictions of the, the city buildings. And they're, they're pointing these figures and gesturing across the rooftops in various directions. There's a great deal of reverence that you feel here in, in these depictions of the Kish. They're very ornately drawn, uh, as is the depiction of the buildings, which are much smaller. And below them, there are even smaller humanoids praising and, and worshiping these large, larger-than-life figures. Uh, Raimi, this all looks very religious. Anything you know about this? You're the religious person now. <laughs> I know Saren Ray. I don't know really um, anything else. I, and to I, be honest, I'm not very good at that yet either. So, Raimi, what you can see Can I cast is, culture, I guess? Uh, <laughs> cast culture? <laughs> or can I roll for culture? This will be a cultural, but I can tell you what you see and what everyone can see is underneath the, the booth to the left is a, a sign, and in this kind of very proper Kish language that you can read it are the words Istamek Historical Museum. And there's like oh. a price of admission and hours of operation listed here. But that's that seems to be what it what it is. Um, Alendra is intrigued by the window to the north and would like to do a physical science check on it to see what the material is. Yes. So go ahead and give me that roll. It's a twenty-eight. This is pretty amazingly sturdy. It feels like a mix between a stone and a metal. You know, you like give it a quick knock and it's definitely, I mean, you can see like how thin it is. It's raised above the wall that it is kind of covering and protecting. It's about three inches thick, but you imagine it is harder than steel. Mm -hmm. um, and it seems to block entrance into the, the building here. No, no obvious way. There's like no mechanism nearby to, to open it up. It is, this, is sturdy. Is this in any way similar to the glossite that we were seeing inside of the drift rock? It definitely seems like the same kind of vein of you know ceramic steel hybrid, but it is not the same material. It is okay, but is equally as advanced as that is for sure. Hmm. That's a a way back callback to like episode. <laughs> 17 or yeah, so i've been i've been thinking back to the to the runes we found on some some items in in the drift rock that had insectoid beings on it and i keep wondering if they are related to the kish here uh, can i roll a culture check to interpret the the pictograms on the wall yeah go ahead and give me a culture check i can can roll this but i imagine knack you definitely took a look at some of those Oof, other murals when you a... got here I'm going to roll my expertise die as well. <laughs> oh, Tyler, with another natural one. Uh, that's that's a, two in a row. That's a 21 for Knack. Yeah, so you study these murals for a bit, and you can probably make out a few. It, it looks very similar to some of the other murals, like I said, that you studied earlier. But yeah, that's that's not enough. It, it, you're you're going to have to spend some time here, I think, in order Actually, to I, figure out what they Yeah, can I take 20 Let me take here? A, yeah, <laughs> or, or go for it, Anna. Yeah, let, let, let me take a look at this thing. 
23? Yeah, still not enough. <laughs> okay, okay, well, oh, I, I'm assuming Idras needs to, to heal in this. Can we take 20 in here and, and, and figure these out while he takes a break and heals up? Do you need to heal up, Tyler? Yeah, you know, I've, I've taken some hits. I'll spend a resolve and we can rest here. Sounds good. Right. So it is pretty dark. I don't know, do you guys have uh, many light sources you want to set up in the room? I don't know if I bought any light sources. Can I cast Blazing Orbit? <laughs> just over and over make some yeah. laughs yeah <laughs> um, no i imagine you have very small lights in in any data pads and, and things like that sure um, yeah let's light it up Ramy, do you have any magical means of of casting light on these murals i have like energy ray I can... <laughs> <laughs> just start burning the walls down <laughs> do, you, do, you have, mean... like, do you have like a dancing light spell or anything like that I mean, I'm sure there is one. I mean, I can cast a holographic image, so I could like cast a light, maybe. Now, yeah. Anderson will just walk over with his with his data pad and hold it up like an iPhone. <laughs> I mean, that that's it's like the very least this... what you could do here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Nick has dark vision, so I don't know if that matters like, in this case. If I can make any construct, can't couldn't I make something that makes light? Since holographic images are light anyway. It would give off a very, very small amount of dim light. So you all can produce some light here. Like I said, it's very, very dark. But yeah, we can we can take time. Do, do any of you want to take 20 on any other checks to do anything else here? Patrick, would a survival check be at all pertinent here? That's the only thing I can think of. What do you want to do with it? Uh, Maybe just, I mean, we just came across a really weird alien creature. Maybe just a survival check to see if there were, if there are any, if there are any traces of uh, any other creatures that maybe are calling this area home or potentially for any dangerous flora or fauna but it seems to be mostly trash so i don't know if that's anything (laughs) like that is around (laughs) yeah no you you might see some very very old tracks but it seems like nobody's been here in weeks with our culture check after taking you know a good half hour or so drew to take a look at all these murals, you surmise that the large kish in these paintings, the the so-called ancestors that Tezale spoke about, are these towering figures above the buildings. And the smaller figures are depictions of the kish that you've seen, the ones that are living here now, and the ones that probably made these drawings. But with that culture check, uh, getting above DC-25, you also notice, as well, all the ancestors are pointing to a single area uh, of the wall near the booth, kind of like in a, a hidden corner. And a- as you look it over, you see it's caked in, in paint and, and black soot, like it's been painted over many times. And underneath that, you notice it is a, a small panel uh, layered beneath this mural. And opening it up, you find a, a large central switch. It looks like it might be some kind of power supply. Uh, so we've got a switch, guys. I'm kind of itching to, to, to flip it. What do you guys think? Itching Flip to switch it. Flip that sucker on. <laughs> Flip that switch. When you turn it on, the lights you know, behind sections of the wall illuminate, and where the paintings of the ancestor Kish are located, large coronas of light kind of crown their heads. It looks like they were painted on top of the, the light fixtures, as well as a hologram jumps up in the middle of this chamber of a, a, a Kish, a welcoming figure in what look like maybe formal robes. It appears in the center of the room and stands above a 3D depiction of what looks like the city of Istamek, but all intact. So this 3D hologram, it's centered on what looks like a large multi-leveled complex of some sort. And after a few seconds of holographic playback, the Kish 
you know, kind of, it, it's a little distorted, it's a little grainy, but this figure makes a sweeping grand gesture with its hands and uh, distortions and pixelations start to blur, but an audio track immediately cuts in from above you somewhere, and suddenly it's just mid-song, uh, this like melody that, you know, it's very welcoming, very jovial, and the Kish says, Welcome to Istamek, shining city of progress, comes to witness living history. The music plays on and increases in volumes and then kind of drones out for a bit. And then suddenly the hologram flips around and now you're looking at its backside, like it's pointing the other direction. And it says, don't hesitate to ask questions. Come again soon. And it plays like that in a loop a few times. Uh, let's ask it a question. Um, where's the bar? <laughs> Raimi. <laughs> As you all yeah it doesn't it doesn't answer a question like that but as you all now have the lights up you see that there is embedded into the wall and, and right by the door a panel that allows you to open it up i haven't been to a museum in quite some time this should be enlightening alindra is really excited about the museum oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i hope, hope you guys are ready for a, a boring history lesson of an episode can can, can, Nack, learning. can Nack ask a question of the party before we venture further mm-hmm. if anybody finds any books in the kish language Nack wants them because he wants to spend some time just to see if he can do any figuring out of the language for the fact that we are going to lose this tongues spell in a couple of hours, and it's going to be the only hope we have of continuing further. Less than that, but yeah, <laughs> pretty pretty shortly. I think it'll only last for an hour and a half, maybe uh, a little bit more than that. Uh, right, so yeah. walking into the, this next chamber, um, you go past those large sliding doors, and the murals from the lobby continue here, but this time showing many smaller Kish figures in reverence to uh, a single ancestor. They all face an open archway leading to the west, and you see that it opens over there into a a dark hallway. Elsewhere in this chamber are are a number of mostly barren shelves, hooks, and stands, all caked in in dust and grime. They all want to do. Are there any plaques to read to explain what I'm looking at in the museum? Um, Not here. Yeah, you're not too too certain what this this room was or is to the kish uh what's down this dark hallway you you all continuing on uh, can can i roll a perception check just to see if there's anything that stands out in this room yeah go ahead it's a 28 so on one of the shelves you find what looks like a some kind of technological device with a a simple thumbed button on it uh, I pick it up, and uh, if it's a technological device, can I ask uh, Andis? Uh, I found something that looks uh, computery. Would you mind taking a look at this, Patrick? Is this computery? <laughs> it, it's not really a, a computer, but uh, uh, maybe engineering, with an engineering maybe. check. Yeah, but you can yeah, also yeah. figure out what it is by pressing the button. Press that button. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, while Nack is is still holding it, I reach out and I push the button. <laughs> Uh, well, it's still you, in his hand. <laughs> you followed into my trap, you foolish fools. <laughs> no, as if you do that, a holographic matrix forms around Knack, and he's just kind of swallowed up, and now looks like an eight-foot-tall Kish, wearing very fine clothing and sporting a wide hat with a very official-looking kind of sash on him. 
it, it seems to be their version of a hollow skin. Yeah, I, I look at Nack and I say, it makes you more attractive. <laughs> you, can, you can see what it's doing to him. <laughs> he asked me a question, so I figure I should answer. <laughs> and I walk down the hallway. <laughs> I step on Andis with my giant eight foot. <laughs> oh god, he's so tall! <laughs> <laughs> do you want to keep that up, Drew, or do you want to... Of course I want to keep it up. It seems handy. <laughs> okay. it's, just, it's, uh, it's weird having to kind of look up. I know your eyes aren't up there, but, but this is very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> You're just staring into the crotch of the creature. said <laughs> <laughs> it was eight feet tall, right? Yeah, the kids. Right. And Nack is like four feet tall. Yeah. Oh, 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 I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's actually funny. My eyes are down here. (laughs) (laughs) You look me in the eyes. Already. So entering into this next chamber, you guys can filter in here. As you step through this hallway, it is pitch black at first, but as you step in, something kind of reacts to you, and animated holographic projections begin to light up along the, the walls here. You can you can see they're kind of spaced every 15 feet or so. Yeah, so it looks at first in the middle of the room like you're walking through extremely complicated blueprints, and then you move on and it, one of them shows the construction of this massive city in the clouds and begins to take shape around this, what looks like a, a circular core. And then, yeah, turns into what you saw when you, you flew in, which is kind of the, the shape of Istamek. There are Kish that appear in another display holding 3D maps atop a metallic open air cloud barge um, floating above the city. And the image changes and all of a sudden these, these Kish on top of the airship are life-size, and they're standing like right next to you. One of them walks forward and presses a button, and with that, there's all around you an explosion of construction and, and buildings being built, you know, like a story a second. So you, you see this sped up kind of the creation of the city of Istamek. So for that first hologram where uh, it was showing the floating city initially, can we tell how it is floating? What the means by which they made a floating city were? No, it, it definitely looks like a, a spherical object at its core, but, I mean, it's as alien to you as you showing up here would be to, to these creatures. But there are several stations, you know, each showing different facets of the city's construction, most of it above the, the surface level of it. But you see laborers using these gravity-defined devices to lift massive metallic beams and tradesmen coating the walls of buildings with what looks like a a flashlight that is applying this painted superstructure. And in front of each of these stations appears a digital touchscreen that lights up with with buttons that lists subjects ranging from dates to names of various kish. Push the button. Tyler, are you indeed pushing the buttons? Is Adros pushing the buttons? Yeah, Adros is like, ooh, buttons. Um, let's let's make sure. Foolish fool, you've fallen into my trap once again. <laughs> let's make sure to record uh, all this stuff too, because I feel like it's going to come back later, yeah. and I'd like to have a record. Yeah, I, I feel like we should try and find I don't know the the big computer thingy that runs all the other tiny ones and download all the data so we could take it back to the you, pact. You all could have invited Rob Bob on this journey with you. That I I gave him to you, wait, but we we that was an option. <laughs> yeah. I would have said yes to that in a second. I got the sense he didn't. He wasn't welcome in this party. 
I told him I loved how he camered me. He always got my best side, and he made me famous from the original adventure. So when when Edros goes and obviously presses like every button in this room, uh, it actually causes the holograms to freeze up and then you know like reverse a little bit and distort. They kind of like some of them go sepia tone, and the looping music here kind of begins to also whine out into you know beyond audible ranges into like a high-pitched yelp and then just cuts out why doesn't everyone make me a perception check this went from informative to kind of creepy scary i think you broke it i didn't mean to (laughs) it's a 27 for knack yeah no you've got a lot of a lot of high ones here but yeah just Raimi. i think you're the only one that might get a sense of this it just something doesn't seem right once the, the button is pressed, something something seems off in this room. And like all the Kish eyes seem to be following you like a, a painting from an episode of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> so something seems off aside from the vest pushing all the buttons. Yeah, no, that's that seems pretty normal to you, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say this reminds me a lot of the uh, of like a ride at Disney World, and I was thinking I was thinking a uh, spaceship Earth, but now I'm thinking the haunted mansion. Yeah, Can we get out of this hallway? I don't like it anymore. Rut row, Raimi. Well, it, it it does continue on and turns into another section, another area about 30 feet away, continuing on through the museum, the Estamec Historical Museum. This next room, it seems the themes of the holographic displays change to large factories and manufacturing plants. In one, a large airship with ramjets collect the heavier clouds that you saw below the city. Another hologram shows an alien with five arms and a multifaceted ovoid face kind of working in a production line. The third shows the face of a holographically enlarged technician working on a blown-up digital device that looks kind of like the healing unit that you found on the Kish that you fought at the docks. Does the five-armed alien look like a species familiar to any of us? Give me a culture check, Nack. It looks like somebody glued an arm onto a Kazathan. <laughs> so, <that's, laughs> so that's a 30 on the die. I'm going to go ahead Ooh. and roll this, too, just to be on the safe side. That's a 37. Ooh. 37? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it doesn't it doesn't look super familiar. Yeah, it, it it's definitely not a kiss. You can tell that, but it's, it's not something we've seen before. I can tell you 100%. <laughs> Do 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 any of these match the uh, the the markings we have found on any of the two Kish factions that we have come across so far on on the city of Istamak? The factions? No, no, none of the real symbols that you, you've seen. You've mainly seen Talavet on Tezale's people, and yeah, some other kind of um, symbols on the, the the warriors' armor that you fought. Nothing, nothing here that jumps out. Are there more buttons? Uh, yeah, yep. They, they, there, there are more buttons here, and the other side um, shows holograms of businesses throughout Istamek, what looks like trade deals being brokered and importing and exporting on the landing pads that you came in on. And as you press the button and draws, uh, a narrator comes overhead and, uh, you know, one of these holograms steps forward and in a very high version of the Kish language that you have heard speaking only the, the one time, it sounds a lot more 
proper than you know maybe what Tazale or the others were speaking. This hologram says, Our commerce and manufacturing center is the star of the Kishili Empire, and as such is the marvel of the known universe. We here on Istamek support the war effort, new colonies, and the expanding fleet of vessels exploring the stars around us. Istamek is on the cutting edge of this new technology, and we're here to stay. Cuts off. Didn't Bethesda just announce this game this week? <laughs> I wonder how they, they obviously were very advanced. And I mean, you tell you there, he just said star travel. How did a how did a civilization go from star travel to archaic arms and battle axes? What happened? Probably the war he was talking about. And they they mentioned an empire, the K- Kishili. Is that the the phrase that I heard? Kishali. Kishali yes. Empire, but implying much more the- than just this one city. Mm-hmm. But even in the Vescarium, war always drove our technology forward. Never were we blasted back into an archaic time. You just didn't have just the right war. Mm, you might be very correct. Let's keep going. This is getting even creepier. Yeah, Edris, uh, the Vescarium was never blown back into a Stone Age, but I imagine some of your opponents were. No, we were actually very much proud ourselves on treating cultures kindly and advancing them in all the best ways. Of course, the only the only culture that we never really were able to help out were the uh, Skidamander culture. Oh, I'm sorry I said anything. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about the Skidamanders for the next hour. <laughs> Six arms, furry. They're weird. So do you guys want to continue on past the, what looks like the commerce section of the the museum into it it bends around and another 30 feet you're in what looks like a different hallway yeah sure one way to go let's go yep is there only one way to go Uh, it's a a big snake (laughs) that you're you're walking through oh you fought a snake and this building is like a snake oh i just got Mm. i can see why they call Uh, this the maze of ghosts all the holograms if you're a a pre-industrial society or a I guess post-industrial society. We're finding out. Uh, you know, if you didn't <laughs> spell it out, Drew, I was gonna wait until the end of the episode. It's like they thought they were good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I was, I was worried you guys weren't getting the the title of it at all. No, right, we got so. a, we got it an hour ago. We just we're saving it for now. Hey, space though for us to know what you're thinking. Believe it or not, I didn't need think that needed spelling out <laughs> this feels like this this feels like the uh like the thematic line that you have to stand through so you don't get bored waiting in the line to go on a roller coaster <laughs> like, like i'm really hoping at the end of the maze of ghosts there's like a sweet a sweet sick coaster that'd be oh, awesome I'm, I'm, let me I'm start reporting home out ruins home stuff home. right now yeah no the, the at the end of the maze of ghosts we're waiting in line to get into a huge fight with a monster <laughs> <laughs> tyler did you say you didn't get it I was glad Drew pointed out because I didn't get it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I was was waiting for it to get spooky with like a real ghost. (laughs) So as you turn the corner, you hear melodic music, uh, kind of symphonic in nature. It's a number of instruments that harmonize and the displays here show artistic creators and performers. One hologram displays a trio of dancing figures doing a very delicate ballet in a zero-g environment, skillfully bouncing off the walls of a crystal geodesic sphere. Another shows an art gallery of murals and metallic sculptures, and there are dozens of kish and fine clothing 
There are a number of panels in front of these displays as well. I imagine that you do not resist the urge to go and touch every one of them. <laughs> are, are, are they good dancers? I mean, it looks very coordinated. It, it looks like they are almost like on marionettes, you know, being controlled by one person, these three figures dancing. Hmm. Uh, are, are there any panels that seem to indicate they're talking about... Uh, like writers instead of dancers or, or artists um yeah no you see maybe uh one of a a sculpture and another of what looks like maybe as a, a poet but you don't see any writers uh well poet let's uh can can knack take a record of everything that the the poet panel says are you are you pressing the button uh yeah i'm pressing that button right so it's it, it's kind of like the hologram is muted and as soon as you press the button it kind of springs forth and and looks at you directly and is like it stops projecting outwards and looks down or i I guess it looks up at you because you're still hologram (laughs) but it says oh my what awful attire you're wearing where did you come from good sir i came from the wonderful city of istamek to hear our proud culture's heritage you are disgusting. I cannot believe they would let you in here. With those threads, you look ghastly. Is this a, one of those restaurants yeah. where the waitstaff insults you as part of the <laughs> thing? This is an interstellar dick's last resort. <laughs> yeah. Kish's last resort. <laughs> Kish's uh, last resort. <laughs> why, why doesn't everyone make me a perception check? This guy will keep... Uh, heckling knack in the meantime. I actually have something to do. <laughs> I got a 34 perception. 34. Pretty pretty darn good. What, what did you roll here? 17? Oh, that'll that'll do. Uh, <laughs> to your right knack, you see the, the hallway continues on over over to the, uh, the west, and you see what looks like a... Well, it looks like a like a panel door that is built into the wall that this this western wall and where the ex- exhibit now splits into two directions north and south yeah it seems like just slightly it, it would be flush with the wall but it's like slightly opened and as you're venturing forward Ramy, you hear a, a very faint ghostly voice somewhat distorted calling out in front of you you are not supposed to be here You are not Kish. One of the holograms behind you kind of like springs forth, steps forward, and punches you, Raimi, right in the back of the neck. What is your KAC? Uh, 22. 22 KAC. I've rolled a 10 on the dice. That's a hit. This thing laying into you, and I get to roll a dice. I don't often roll a d12. Ooh, pretty high. 10. Uh, So it does 18 points of damage. Wham! And it it does look, it looks like a hologram. And then as fast as it does that, you turn around and you see like this vague outline of a Kish figure, a really distorted hologram, and it just steps back into the wall and begins to dematerialize. It looks kind of like, you know, a skeletal form of a Kish, and as it moves through the wall, disappearing somewhere behind it, its face digitizes and it loses color and just for a split second, it looks like the kish that whatever Knack is wearing, this this figure in fine clothing. Just but just for like a split second, then it's gone. I guess I call it to everyone else and just yell, ow! Because <laughs> I just got bopped in the head. <laughs> Guys! 
<laughs> Raimi, what 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 is the matter? Uh, so I, I I explain uh, the hologram just appeared and nailed me in the back of the head. And I, I look behind Raimi and I see the hologram like <laughs> still making fun of Knack, and I'm just like, I don't think that's what happened. No, no. <laughs> and then it, just try to keep up, Raimi. It just reappeared as the figure that Knack's wearing. Hmm. Does my med kit have any like? Prozac or anything? Or... <laughs> I don't know. You might be able to give him some Scooby Snacks, some Liquid Courage. <laughs> right. But um, from what he is describing of what he saw, you guys can give me an engineering check. See if you can figure this out. Yeah, 30. Well, that's pretty good. <laughs> 24. <laughs> uh, right. So Andis taken into stock what, what Raimi said and Raimi, from what you know of what this thing just did, you think that maybe this was some kind of hologram like the other ones here, but this one was able to manifest itself, solidify into hard light. And yeah, it's, if that was its voice that you heard, then it maybe has some kind of, you know, uh, intelligence, some kind of mind itself. Um, you guys did beat the, the DC, uh, at least Andis did, by a few factors so uh, I can tell you something about this this creature that just smacked into Teremu is there anything you'd like to know Andis? is it controlled by that panel we found to so get a useful bit of information about this yeah. creature so um, are you asking me sort of mechanically like do I want to know it's yeah. AC or are you asking me like, <laughs> like uh, do I useful... want to know something in character <laughs> uh, well, either or, but yeah, you can you can know something about its offense, defense. Uh, yeah, I'd like I'd like to know about its special abilities. I'd like to know about its resistances and immunities. Uh, right. So, if this is indeed a hologram, this is a construct. So it has all construct immunities. Mm-hmm. That's, that's okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, that, was there something else you wanted to know? Oh no, I mean, is it, but it's like, but it's like, it's hard light, so like mm. things can hit it just like normal oh right so about that holograms <laughs> also you know for a fact are incorporeal like a like a ghost like a ghost would be yeah yeah <laughs> is incorporeal <laughs> right oh that's all the information you're getting <laughs> right i guess i'll go look up what incorporeal is oh we've we've had it before here on the podcast fighting the yeah the drifted the drifted yeah. Yeah, well, it was six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> but only 20-ish episodes. So do you guys want to continue on? Yeah. So, Nack, yeah, you, you found what looks like a, a secret door, a secret panel. Yeah, I want to investigate this panel. Um, let me first describe, as you walk into this hall, you see it does continue to the north and south. Right, next, so you go forward to look at this door, and you all see to the north what looks like a very dim lit shrine of some kind there there are more murals and paintings there and it looks like the holographic displays have um, maybe been turned off or damaged in some way and to the south it looks like a, a small alcove with some technical equipment some some large what look like maybe computers of, of some sort Nack, do you want to open this door uh, yes, let's open that door. Right, so peeking inside, it opens up into a very small space. It's less than five feet wide, and the corridor goes on. Um, this, this dark, uh, completely unlit corridor, yeah, like 30 feet to the north, 30 feet to the, the south. It looks like maybe like a, a technical space, like behind the exhibits. 
Does it then like turn or is it just 30 feet, 30 feet? Uh, nope, nope. It, it looks like it continues on maybe around the, the exterior of the building. Yeah, we just mm-hmm. can't see it without venturing down. Uh, Andis, you're my computer and engineering guy. What do you say we take a look and see if we can get uh, the, the, the space mountain with the lights on scenario with this? Yes, I will. Space Mountain, yes. <laughs> I have hiked this mountain because we're in space. <laughs> uh, so let's... Yeah. Let's Describe what you're wanting to do in non-Disney terms, because that's getting confusing. <laughs> <laughs> let's... So, uh, so Nack thinks he has found the behind-the-scenes, like, back mechanics of the amusement park ride uh, mm-hmm. that could give us access to more stuff, both to the north and the south so that we could go behind avoid any holograms that might pop us in the back of the head and scold us to maybe get uh, some more information uh, or to at least shut the either shut these holograms off or to turn these holograms friendly so that we can explore freely in this space right so this actually just kind of looks like a like a maintenance hallway that that you're you're in not a not as tall uh, ceiling turns into the superstructure of the the building neck but you don't see anything really um besides maybe a few bare wires and pipes back here but andis where you you're standing here in the south it does look like these computers these these bulky towers are maybe the source of the all the holograms throughout the building and it seems to be yeah at fault it seems to be malfunctioning you hear huh what could be some kind of physical data form skipping inside of it. And it, it, it tries to make a few holograms like in this room that you're in. And they all just like they're flashes. They sputter and then they burn out completely. Hmm. Well, I wonder if I could wonder if I could repair this or taking this a look at it. Just yeah. Off the top of your head, it would take some time. It would probably take like an hour. Hmm. Uh, can, it be, can it be accessed in the meantime? So it's it's more of a an engineering problem than it is a computer problem. I I'll, see. I'll, I'll tell you that because it, it seems like mechanical bits inside, and if you pop it open, like there's crystals. It looks like a, a crystal-based technology for the the holographic projection system, and they're all out of whack. Mm. If I continue to gen- to journey t- uh, south in this access corridor can i get access to anything else that we can't see from the main room are you are you moving on in that small crawl space by yourself stupidly yes i am yeah so it it turns about 30 feet down to the south and you see another it's like 25 feet of area and then it turns again Uh, following it let's do this (laughs) uh yeah so it opens up into a, a small area here going back north and uh filled with 12 akatas you you can hear knack like crawling through the the walls behind you and us and yeah you actually come looks like a a table and a locker let's check back in with alindra and Rami. you're going north yeah alindra feels very compelled by this shrine i mean of course the guys are are distracted by computers and engineering she doesn't care much about that <laughs> she's intrigued by the shrine um and she uh stands in front of this i assume i'm standing in the right place sure. um, but she stands in front of this shrine and um enters a, a moment of meditation right so as you walk into this area the holographic displays do light up here and they kind of surround the shrine it looks like the shrine is in a, a dark corner 
there, there's a few unlit sconces by it, but the the light from the holograms kind of uh, illuminates this section, and you see uh, contain murals of the Kish ancestors, and they're standing kind of at the same level as these holograms, and you see at their feet at this shrine small dolls made of wire and cloth that look like the the small kish and there are dozens of them here it looks like maybe they're they're laid to rest here and among these dolls you see a triangular pad um that looks like some kind of technological device but it's just kind of like shunted off to the side can i make an engineering check to um, kind of figure it out yeah that or computers whatever you'd like to do computers 24 24 wow so yeah this definitely seems to be some kind of ancient form of kish technology looks like to you some kind of you know modern data storage device Ooh, yeah um can i uh i mean so i guess i have i have like a, a little mini computer on me can i kind of jack into that and try to see what's on the storage device or or at least copy the data Mm, that might take some time as well. If that's what you want to work on, you can. Can we sure. identify the owner? Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> but like I said, it'll take a while to just to figure out how it works. So, Andis, as you're you're looking at this thing, this projector keeps trying to make holographic displays, and one pops up behind you. It seems to be one of the central ones in, in the entire building. This final holographic display, it's a large podium uh, upon a da- dais, uh, and around it stands a number of fancifully dressed Kish. Some are signing documents, others looking at digital data pads, and behind them are waving, fluttering these very colorful banners with alien symbols upon them. Behind the podium is a, a tall official looking Kish giving a impassioned speech, and it looks just like the form that Knack has taken. This tall Kish, the wide hat, Hmm. Why don't you and Edros, who are hanging out here, give me a perception check? My best skill. 13. 23. <laughs> so it's a while working on this machine, and you, you turn around. You notice that everyone else, all the holograms are still moving. The, the music is kind of starting and stopping. But the mayor, who is standing on this podium, this central figure, he stopped moving and is staring directly at you. Then you hear his voice, clear as day, say, Welcome to Istamek. I invite you to visit our local museums and theaters. And I also invite you to die a horrible death. We're in initiative turn order, everybody. Roll me initiative. Oh, no. I don't want to die a terrible death. I'm fine with it. Already at the start of this combat, this very fancifully dressed Kish hologram looking down on Andus 147 it's gonna make a surprise attack taking a giant hard light fist ramming it into the back of your skull wham 14 on the dice that is going to be a hit throwing out this d12 when do I get to use d12 purple pills Uh, 17 points of damage and we're in combat everybody at the start of this combat, top of the turn order is Alindra Vallis, the other end of uh, of the building. You you hear, yeah, a fight going on. Yeah, I'm actually gonna hold my turn. <laughs> there are a lot of people in my way. Yeah, we got Raimi, Edros, and Andis all on the way. Uh, then let's take it to Edros Veronis. 
Hmm. Yeah, you're about 15 feet away from this thing, and you see it beaten on Andis 147. Can I move right next to it at the end of this hallway? You can. It will provoke an attack of opportunity. That is fine. It slams into you. Wham! Oh, maybe it doesn't slam into you. I rolled a four. Uh, that is a miss. It, it tries to throw a leg out and catch you, but it does not. What do you want to do? Patrick, this is a very tight hallway. Can I manage to move next to this thing? Since it's it whiffed its attack, I'm going to go ahead and try and bring, bring the plasma doshko down on it and see what happens, since Edros has no idea what this thing is. Oh, boy. Oh, that's a terrible roll. <laughs> 18 on the die. Or 18 be... altogether. Yeah, it's a miss. It's a single yeah, miss. Yeah, I thought so. Ollinger, do you want to go yet? Um. Yeah, I'm going to move forward by... I'm gonna jump jet over Raimi <laughs> just because I can, right? Uh, so. I, I guess. <laughs> I, I, I mean, actually. That high, but. <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna go over to the side here. Um, I'm going to use my sonic pistol. You can just politely also step around him. Uh, I, no. I mean, I could, but that's not nearly as fun. Right? <laughs> yeah, but she, <laughs> she, she, she's Jerkalender now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I will just warn you that they uh, jump jets have expenditures so <laughs> there, there's only a, a certain number before they have to be recharged okay fine i'll just walk <laughs> i'll count um, them don't make me count them <laughs> okay so i tried to use my sonic pistol that was a 16 16 16 to, to attack against eac is a miss two misses knack feldspar inside the walls <laughs> uh you hear you hear the sounds of battle, only about 10 feet away, but there's a wall between you. Yeah, so I'm in the walls in a little cubby, and uh, I see, do I see anything in this cubby that will mean anything to this fight? What you do see is what looks like an alien gun, just kind of propped against this locker. I'm gonna take that gun. Yeah, it looks like it shoots some kind of pellets, maybe? Like it's some kind of alien shotgun? Uh, yeah, I'll take that. All right. And uh, uh, So that that's like a, a move action, and you get a standard action as well if you want. Uh, can I use the standard action as a move action? What, what do you want to do? I get out of this cubby so I can join the fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can you can take your 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 movements, and that brings us to Rami Quindar. Well, got lots of people in my way, so can't use arc and surge. Um, I will go for. Um, a simple magic missile. Ah, oldie but a goldie. Closer. So that's uh, 13 points of damage. Alrighty, yeah, you see these things bang into this hollow. And that brings us to a- Andis147. Andis is going to unconventionally track this thing directly up next against it and point the laser rifle straight up into its big old gob and take a shot at point-blank range. Oh boy. Here we go. It used its reaction attack, so no attack coming your way. Ooh. Ooh, Ooh. that's a lot of damage. That's going to be a 27. All right, so it is a hit. The shot goes through its body. You see it digitize, and like a giant hole in the hologram open up, and then just closes back around it, distorts, kind of remolds itself. Half damage. All right, that's a couple hits on this thing. It is looking unhappy. We're at the bottom of the turn order where it resides. And now it's got two targets, Andis and it's got Edros. I think we're going to send attack against each of you. So first to Edros Veranis. 
15 on the dice. That's a hit. Mm -hmm. Maximum damage, 20 points of damage. Oh, it's going to make that... (laughs) Please don't yawn at my damage dice. (laughs) Second attack is also going against Edros Varanus because he was flippant against me. (laughs) 16 on the dice, that's also a hit. Someone's got a vendetta now, and 13 points of damage. 13 points of damage on that. That's what you get, Tyler. That's that's the way you take. You, you antagonize your opponent. Uh, that's turn one. Turn two, we're back to Edros Veronis. Okay. Edros is going to just do a double attack here and try and lay into this thing. He's, you know, it's hard to hit, so he's thinking more attacks. Okay. Better chance of hitting this hard to hit thing. First attack, Plasma Doshko, go! That's going to be a uh, 22? Against its EAC, that's a hit. All right, 21 points of damage. All right, so half that. Got it. Next attack. Second attack, go! That's a miss. That's a straight miss. Picking them up, and we're going to Alindra Vallis next. All right, can I squeeze by Andis or no? You can. Okay. Uh, Just about 10 feet wide this hallway. If you are moving to the opposite side of Edros, though, we are in a new round. It will provoke an attack of opportunity. That's fine. You can take oh, it. boy. How dare you guys. Bl- <laughs> Give me more rolls. Yes. Oh. 19 on the dice. A hit. Not a 20 yet. Oh, minimum damage. Nine points of damage. All right. Okay. So you're on the opposite side. You're flanking with Edros. You're, like, standing on top of the computer that uh, Andis is trying to correct. What would you like to do? Um, I am going to use my solar weapon. Uh, that's a 24 to hit. Uh, that is a hit. Okay, so w- as we have figured out in the past, your solar weapon is a slashing weapon. Is that is that correct? Yes. Um, so it, it's, it's regular damage, but we found out that adding in the crystal, whether it be the lesser gluon that you got in, in book two, I think, or you, right now you're using a like a fire uh, solarian crystal? Yeah, it's photon crystal minor. Those turn your solar weapon, basically makes it so it does magic damage, which means that your attacks affect this creature. Awesome. <laughs> Take not straight for me. <laughs> All right, so since I'm graviton attuned, that's going to do 21 damage. Oh, boy. Jeez Louise. Okay, so it's still half. It, it counts uh, like a an energy or, or a magical weapon, so half damage, but all right, that that, that amount goes through. Uh, you, you cut into the, the hologram and knock out like 20,000 pixels that fall to the ground. And next, Nack Feldspar in the walls. I'm going to take a double move. I'm going to go back outside of the... Uh, the the corridor gonna go slightly west and north to get right outside but i'm not gonna get in the way of Raimi's firing line uh mm. so that i will be outside so you're like 30 feet away from this creature and you're in the secret door <laughs> that you found <laughs> yeah you're back in the fight uh awesome then that takes us to Raimi quindar all right so everyone's still in my direct line of fire can i just say that i really appreciate it that you call me everyone <laughs> means a lot to me. <laughs> You're my everyone. Aww. Yeah. Andis is standing in the way on the other end of this corridor. Yeah, so I'm going to I'm going to cast caustic conversion. Okay? Okay. This is not a line weapon. Is that correct? Correct. <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, four five on the dice. That's going to be a miss. Yeah, there's too much too much combat going on down there. Andis 147, we're back to you. All right. I'm activating miracle worker. 
Oh boy. And taken that old, taken another like point blank melee shot to the nog. Oh boy. Here we go. Here we go. That's a 21 to hit. Does that include Edros's coordinated shot bonus? It does not. 22 is a hit. Yes. Yes. All right. So that'll be uh, 14 points of damage. Already, and I'm writing that down. Once again, scoring a hit, a superficial hit, it looks like, on this creature's surface. It barely notices, though, because it, it's definitely going to kill a draws this game. I'm not going to do it. It's its turn right now. And I'll just, I'll roll randomly to see who he attacks. <laughs> oh, it's all a draw. <laughs> <laughs> all a draw. Uh, yeah, double double attack against uh, Adras Vranus. He also did the most damage here. So 14 on the dice, that's a hit. 16 on the dice, two hits. Uh, yeah, so not as, I think it's maybe the same amount as last time. Uh, 31 points of damage as it slams into you twice. Wham, wham. The looks like the maybe mayor or some kind of governor of Istamek just beating the heck out of our Vesk friend. That is turn two, the top of turn three. We're back to Tyler, address front. All right. I'm going to go ahead and we've got, uh, we don't have get him yet, but I am flanking with Alindra now. Mm-hmm. So we're going to try the double attack again. Uh, now that I have the the flanking buddy, Plasma Doshko, I choose you. Plasma Doshko. That's uh, a hit. Yeah, a 20 is a hit. Uh, oh, does that include your flanking? 20 includes my flanking. Ooh, no, that is going to be a miss. All right. Ooh, second so attack. close. Second attack. That should hit. That'll do. 20. 20. Yes, good. Seven. 24 points of damage. Okay, yep. Taking that. And that brings us back to Rebecca. Rebecca, it is Alindra's turn. All right, uh, she's gonna right on top of this thing. Yeah, she's gonna stand in place and do a full attack. So we'll yikes. see how this goes. Yikes! 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 All right, that's a thirty-one to hit. Yeah, I'm Minus not a hit. Three. <laughs> a hit! A hit! A hit! Wow! <laughs> All right, so that's gonna do twenty-one damage. Uh, okay. Half of that. Mm-hmm. I've got the math. I've got the maths. And that's a, oh, that's not going to hit. That's a 19 on the roll. 19, including, yeah, the get em. So it's going to be a that's 16, gonna be a miss. 17, 17. No, a miss. Miss, miss, miss. Okay, so one hit, one miss. And that brings us to Neck Feldspar. You're here now. What do you want to do? I'm going to move right here if I can squeeze past Andis, just south into the little corner of this alcove. And Already? I want to pass the gun that I found uh, in the cubby to Alindra. Mm, okay. <laughs> it, it definitely does shoot some kind of uh, pellets, some kind of physical uh, <laughs> Oh, so well. Go, go would, right ahead. I would Thank love to see... That. I would love to see Alindra just like point a shotgun at this thing and shoot Edris right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you hand ah. it off the gun. Uh, uh, oh, I, I'll allow that to be your move action. Do you have a standard you'd like to do? Uh, yeah, let me uh, whip out my Corona pistol and get him and fire that Corona pistol. All right, make that attack roll. Ooh, natural twenty. Baby. Oh wait, but this thing's not corporeal, isn't it? I, I, don't, I don't get the crit on this, do I? I no, don't but get it's the, a hit. I don't get the pronky crit. Are you kidding me? Ah, five damage. Hey. A crit for five damage. You're amazing. I hate this game so much. 
<laughs> so incorporeal creatures immune to critical hits. There's a few things in Starfinder that are, um, I think, oozes and, and some other creatures. But yes, unfortunately, it can crit you, but you cannot crit it. That is unfair. This well, game welcome is un- to the future. This the game Starfinder is unfair, future. and I'm turning off the podcast. Was there anything else you needed to do? No. Get them. <laughs> yeah. Obviously get them. Great. Next in the turn order is Raimi. Back to you. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move up next to uh, Andis here. Oh, boy. And cast Jolting Surge. Oh, oh. So you're moving up to try and, and touch this thing. Yeah. Ah. Ooh, what's that on the dice? 13. Oh, six get on the Useless. That's a miss! Oh no! You have this thing surrounded. Andis, one four seven. We're back to you. I'm gonna step back. <laughs> Alrighty. <Finally>. And <laughs> I know. I mean, like, if, if you just held your held your action, I was gonna get out of the way. But okay, yeah, I'm gonna step back and uh, do what I always do, Pinky. <laughs> that's a twenty. That's a thirty on the attack. Ooh, boy, hit fifteen points of damage. Yeah, you see this thing digitally distort and kind of like a wave of energy ripple over its body and like different parts of it are kind of glitching out all over the place. It's still up and still going to... Well, now I have four targets, so now I feel like I should make it a random roll whether it's going to attack somebody else. So on a one, it attacks somebody else on three, four, uh, two, three, or four, it's going to keep attacking and draw. And of course, it's going to keep attacking the draws. <laughs> the person that's put the I'll most get, I'll get worried. I'll get worried when you actually make it through my stamina. Ba bam! Ba bam! I uh, believe. I think this first one is a miss, and the second attack is a hit. Spicy. Or we'll call it fourteen points of damage. Nice. And back at the top, Tyler, we're on to you. Uh, we have get him on this bad boy. Yeah, we do. And I'm flanking. Yeah, we so are. So that means it's it's full attack time with no minuses here. Ooh. So hopefully we get some good rolls, baby. Let's go. First attack. Let me see him. 22. 22 against its EAC's a hit. Yeah. That's 17 points of Damagio. Got it. Go ahead. Second attack. Second attack. Just a big old uppercut swing. He's going for the, the, the grandstands or the space version of grandstands. Oh, he misses. This is the grandstand. <laughs> no, not the grandstand. <laughs> with, with the grandstand. Alindra Vallis, we're back to you. I'm going to wombo combo this. I'm Uh-oh. going to use Blazing Orbit as I move back here. So there is a trail of flames, and I am fully graviton attuned, and I'm going to use Black Hole to pull him toward me 10 feet. Ooh, boy. All right. So first, it will try and make the attack of opportunity, but you have concealment against it, correct? Yes. Right, so concealment is a 20% miss chance. I'll roll that first before we get tags going. So it's possibly a hit. Yup, natural one on the dice. And mm. this oh, creature, yeah. believe it or not, is a higher level than you all. So oh, I am indeed yes. rolling on the critical fail deck. Oh boy, I was hoping for the 20 to come up before the one on all these attacks. <laughs> it is making melee attacks. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, this critical failure. This is from our uh, submitter, our fan Egyptoid, and it's called Melee Skitterphobia. Skitterophobia. <laughs> and uh, it, you see, yeah, between the flames and trying to like lunge at Alindra, this hologram almost trip over itself. 
and which is weird because it's like floating in the air, but it kind of is thrown off balance, perturbed. Opponents using melee attacks get a plus two bonus to hit this creature until the end of the next turn. Sweet. Nice. Like we needed more plus two bonuses to hit this thing. <laughs> so, Alindra, you've moved back. You've drawn a line of flame. Oh, you're doing a black hole, so. Yeah, black hole just pulls him toward me and that lands him straight in the fire. <laughs> I'm pretty Fork sure. You have a uh, a save to give me. What's what's the save? Yes, and it's a fortitude save. Um, oh. Otherwise, they are pulled ten feet toward me, or fifteen technically. But oh, is it? What happens if it succeeds? Anything? I think if it succeeds, it does not get pulled. Okay, so this is a pretty important one. <laughs> yeah. To drag it through the fire. Uh, got a got a pretty good fort on this one, in so much as it has next to nothing in fortitude. It's a hologram. <laughs> so awesome. let's, let's see this roll. Ah, uh, yep, that's a failure. Yes! <laughs> oh, nice. Wait, so I have a question. Because mm-hmm. it's getting pulled up, does it provoke an p- attack of opportunity for me and Nat? Uh, well, if you had a melee weapon, perhaps, but I, I believe I have a melee spell. One, it does not provoke attack, attacks of opportunity from anybody. Oh, as it says in the black hole description, this does not provoke as it's then nope. not you. That'd be way too amazing. Uh, so, but it's taken damage from a couple of squares of fire. Now, what's that, Rebecca? All right, so it's 2d6 uh, per square, I believe. Is that how Jeez. it works? Is it? You tell me. I think so. I think You're the so. Solarian here. I mean, yeah, each square that it goes through is 2d6 fire damage. So right. the first one is going to be nine damage. Correct. And the second one is eight. All right. So, oh, doing, doing a lot of damage there with just it being burnt up. Uh, you see, once again, its feet being roasted by your, your semi-magical fires and the hologram distorting there. Oh, nice. boy. And we're on to Nack Feldspar. Uh, yes, so uh, what do I want to do? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and Corona Laser Pistol. Get him! Ooh, ooh, a lot of shaking of so these dice. That is a 31 to hit. Oh, that's a hit. For seven damage. Seven. All right, and next in the turn order, Rami Quindar. All right, because uh, he's right in front of me, I'm going to cast Dark and Surge. Mm, okay, so you do have a direct line, and this thing has used its attack of opportunity, so you're just in this very narrow corridor blasting a lightning bolt through its chest. So, you, oh, that's a lot of damage on those dice. I uh, get a reflex save mm-hmm. for this creature. Also, it doesn't have a great reflex. Ooh, but I've made it. Uh, 16 on the dice. So, half of half damage, it looks like. Which means... So, uh, it'd be 10 points of damage. If it's four, half, half. Yeah, 40 turns into 10. Uh, still a lot of damage. That's one of the best attack rolls uh, so far here. And it's 147. You see a lot of crazy stuff going on at the opposite end of this room. Yep. Yep. Uh, well, five feet in front of me, but... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, since Alindra's been tanking all these attacks of opportunity, I'm gonna take a five-foot step right adjacent to mm-hmm. Alindra, and I'm sticking that sticking that laser, laser rifle right up against its chest. It's been, it's been doing... Doing me good so far. Like, how can you miss, right? How indeed, Patrick. How indeed. 
That's another 30 to hit. Uh, it's 11 points on the damage dice. All right. Sorry, 13. 13. Oh, oh. 13 points on the damage dice. Oh, yeah. Okay. Once again, it goes through the chest of this thing. Uh, but this time, it starts glitching out. Uh, you see its kind of skin boil in a pixelation, and it explodes into a million little pieces of light that float away into the room, and it is... Hooray! Yeah, it's, Yay! it's very gone. It has exactly three <laughs> hit points left. I did it! <laughs> oh, boy. Andis, if you get back working on this computer, you can now tell after fighting this thing that this is kind of its home base. This isn't where this projection is made from, but now that it's destroyed, you hear it, like, whirring up and you see crystals aligning themselves inside this thing like it's trying to reform this very image it it, it looks like it'll take a while but this it it almost is working like a a phylactery for a a white or some kind of undead creature from from pathfinder oh no 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 i'm 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 taking those crystals and putting them in my pocket (laughs) turning Uh, these into turning these into credits later uh those crystals yeah they begin to like reform themselves it looks like it will take a long time for it to happen Mm -hmm. but if you want to try and shut down this holographic device from reforming this you know very faulty obviously you know, there's something wrong with this holographic image that it could try and kill you. Mm-hmm. It, it'll be an engineering check to to shut this machine down or correct it in such a way that it doesn't reform this, All right. this living hologram. It is All a pretty right. high one, so if you guys want to help out, you can. And, yeah. uh, can, I, can, I, can I get a couple aids on this? I will help out. Yeah, I can help you out, Endus. You sit tight. Yeah, well, I'll just let Raimi hop in on this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, every, everybody can aid. It's just a DC 10 to to aid. Um, you can do it un, untrained. So whereas Raimi might be giving actual, like, advice on what to do, Adros, you're in there, you're wiping the sweat from the brow. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, I'm, yeah. The, I'm the nurse. <laughs> it's like, I need a squeegee. <laughs> All right, it looks like, Tyler, do you want to roll? Oh no, Tyler! <laughs> I, I don't, I don't squeegee very well. I'm right. so sorry. You're, you're getting sweat all over the motherboard. Get out of here! <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm leaving. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just wanted to help this one time. <laughs> so, Mac and Ramy have aided. Uh, why don't you go ahead and give me a engineering check? All right. Uh, I'm just doing a little pre-roll stretch. <laughs> Ooh, shaking them out, shaking them out. Here we go, here we go. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh, it's disgusting. E, disgusting. 43 on the check, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe, maybe I overestimated the DC of the check. This was DC 30. So. <laughs> you passed. Yeah, it sounds like it is, you know, at the end of an hour, a, a lot of hard work put into this machine. It sounds like it's about to reboot, and as it does, a holographic figure appears once again, this time much clearer, very fewer distortions. It's of this same figure that just tried to attack you, but this time it puts out its hand in greeting and says, Hello, I'm the mayor of Vistabek. Good to meet you all. Welcome. And just looks at this thing with like like, like synth- synthetic blood like, run- like running out of their nose. It's just <laughs> like, so nice to meet you again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and one more thing. To be continued. Ah, he got us. 
He did it again. Didn't know where it was going to end, but that sounded like the time to wrap up this episode. <laughs> you fixed the faulty hologram in the maze of ghosts. It <laughs> So that would have reformed this creature uh, within an hour, full health, <laughs> to attack you again. <laughs> but you, you fixed it. And we will we'll talk about what that means next week. What you found on this data pad, what Knack found in these back hallways. There's all kinds of stuff going on. Yeah, there's more back hallways. hallways. I want to search. I want to search them all. Yeah, tons of back hallways. We'll get to them all next week. Yeah. On Dragon Uh, Ball Z. Not too spooky. Not too much of a spook fest, right? Yeah, that was disappointing. (laughs) I'm sorry. There's there's no undead walking through walls and killing everybody. But maybe next time. You never know, Miles. Keep your chin up, buddy. I I I can hope. I can yeah. some <laughs> All right. Hey, hey. I was just going to say, any museum that sucker punches Raimi in the back of the head is pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, let's let's leave her there. Uh, I want to thank you guys for playing with me once again. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. As always, I've forgotten. Best. I've forgotten exactly what episode this is. It's this episode forty. Forty. Oh man! Thank you guys. Milestone. Episode forty, classic episode. Mm-hmm. Adventure exploration. Help me by wrapping this up by saying good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night.